In this edition of the Cougar Insiders podcast, we'll be breaking down the Utah State-BYU game. We'll be talking in depth about the quarterback situation, the injury to Jaron Hall, and we'll be talking about the changes that BYU has been making uh, in its offense and its defense. We'll also be talking about Kalani Sataki and his contract. This and many more things in this edition of the Cougar Insiders podcast. And we do want to thank Mr. Mack, our great sponsor. Welcome to this edition of the Cougar Insiders Podcast. I'm Dick Harmon, a columnist for the Deseret News, along with Jay Drew, the beat writer. We excuse Brandon Gurney and also Jeff Call, who have commitments this morning. But Jay, this was an incredible game in a lot of different ways. I thought it would be very close. I thought Utah State would win, and then when it got to picking it, I said, ah, BYU will win. They actually should have scored maybe three more touchdowns on the Aggies. Yeah, they really should have. On the flip side, Utah State had over 500 yards of total offense and only generated 14 points. So if you're a Utah State booster or fan, you could probably say the same thing. Utah State probably should have scored more than 14 points. BYU's bend but don't break defense was just, I in my article, I said it was they turned it into an art form, just uh, giving up those many yards but, but only 14 points. Well, it drives a lot of BYU fans crazy, and I can understand that, to see their team yielding yards over and over again and giving up third downs and letting teams march down the field on them. But if you go back to the USC game, you see the drop back eight coverage with the zone and the linebackers drop dropping back. It produces uh, interceptions. You've now got linebackers that have had 11 interceptions on this team. I have never, in 45 years of covering this team, seen linebackers so involved in making interceptions. And it's working. It worked in that game. Yeah, and uh, you know, number one, they're in the right place. The uh, the umbrella defense, whatever, dropping back. But they also have shown really good hands. Some of those interceptions have been really good. And usually, linebacker types uh, don't have that great of hands, and these guys really do. That some of them have been really great snags that uh, that they've come up with. You know, Dana Wilgar's son, Peyton Wilgar, is a guy that was uh, he didn't have a scholarship last year, and he was in the transfer portal uh, about Christmas time last year. They came back and. Because of some departures or whatever, they came back to him and said, please come back. We will give you a scholarship. They did that. He's a former basketball player down at Dixie uh, uh, High School and a guy with tremendous skills. And he's turned out to be one of the better defenders on this team. Yeah, three interceptions already. He's a pretty good run stuffer. And uh, this young linebacking core is coming along really well. The first few games, they were just pulverized uh, with the run. And the last couple of games, Boise State and Utah State, they've seemingly got it together. They still get nicked a little bit on the ground, but but uh, they're, they're coming along really nicely as far as stopping the run. You know, the first five four or five games that BYU played were spread offenses. Uh, that seems to be the popular offense to run. BYU had to do something to defend that, and I, they chose to go with this three front, uh, mainly because they didn't have any you know experienced pass rushers coming back. Sione Takitaki's gone. They don't have a Fred Warner. Um, they, they really miss a Corbin Kafusi, so they decided on this. It's driven BYU fans quite crazy. They don't like it, and it has yielded up a lot of yards. That BYU still ranks real high in yielding yards and, and total defense. And, 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 and yards per play, uh, third down conversions and things like that. But it's four and four. Is this kind of where we thought they would be? Are they ahead or are they behind, in your opinion? I think they're a little bit ahead. If you look at the overall record, not how they got there, which is crazy, and they've won games they shouldn't have won, and they lost games they shouldn't have lost. But if you had told me they'll be 4-4 four and four heading into this so-called easier part of the schedule, I would have thought that's pretty good. 
But like I said, they easily could be six and two, or they could be two and six because of how some of the close games have gone. But uh, to be four and four at this juncture isn't bad. Finally, before we talk about the quarterback situation, which is kind of pretty historic in a lot of ways, let's talk a little bit about Kalani Sataki. This this was a very important game for him in a lot of different ways. It, you know, coming off a of Boise State win here at home, um, that got. A lot of people warm and fuzzy. Um, but if he would have lost this game, can you imagine what it would have been around the, the program about, you know, the questions about what is he doing? Is he the guy for the job? Uh, can he motivate? Can he teach? Can he lift these people up? But but now it seems to be a little bit different. What about Kalani Sataki and his job situation? What did that win do or not do? I think it was huge. He's now three and nine in rivalry games. But uh, against the three primary rivals, but he's 2-1 and one this year, and that's huge. I think in a lot of BYU fans' minds, they underestimate Utah State. They don't really realize that this is a program that has put a lot of money in. The school's put a lot of money into it. They've got great facilities up there now. They get good athletes, and a lot of BYU fans don't realize that, and so they think, oh, we BYU ought to beat Utah State every year, and that's just, this isn't your grandfather's BYU-Utah State rivalry. I would totally agree. I mean, last year, Jay, and you and I know this, we've been around covering them and we've seen the changes. Last year was a once in a maybe a lifetime offense for Utah State. It was good. It was very good. And it scored on almost everybody. And it did it over and over again uh, throughout last season. I think BYU lost last year to a team, an Aggie team, that probably is the best that they've ever faced. Yeah, definitely. And this year, the Aggies are a little bit down. They do have a great quarterback, Jordan Love, who was he was either awesome or awful the other night. And uh, throwing those picks were really costly, but he also threw for over well over 300 yards. So yeah, I would agree. Kalani, uh, I think he got a lot of goodwill from that Boise State win, and I think he could have been in danger of giving it back, and he didn't. He pulled out the win, a convincing win, and and I think uh, if you pulled most BYU fans right now, I think they would be in favor of giving Kalani a contract extension and keeping him around for a while. Well, he certainly made the case. You think in your mind, Jay, and we know the candidates and who they are and who would not come, but if you bring someone in, it would probably be, if you look at the names out there, an outsider and probably not a former BYU player and not connected to the varsity uh, and alumni. And if you bring him in here and he has to go over the hurdles of what Sataki, even being a former player, has had to learn about the modern-day BYU admittance and honor code uh, system, it would be like starting over. Yeah, I really think they got to stay in-house. I think uh, if they do make a change. You know, I'm on the record as saying I don't think they need to make a change. I think Kalani is the man for the job. But if they did, I think it would be a big mistake to go outside of, uh, you know, not get a former player. I also think it would be a little damaging to the Polynesian community. And I think BYU football needs that relationship. And I think if, if, uh, if they made a change, there would be some irreparable harm done in that avenue. Agreed. Right now, Mr. Max suit separates are on sale. Choose between regular fit or slim fit styles with coats from 36 to 66, pants from 30 to size 60, all kinds of colors and patterns to choose from. We're going to make you look good. Right now, you can get the suit separate for just $249. That's the top and bottom, $249. And as always, you get free lifetime tailoring on your suits that you buy at Mr. Mac. Come into one of our nine Utah locations. Let us help you look your best. Suit up at Mr. Mac. Jay, after the South Florida loss, uh, Kalani Sataki met with the team on a Monday, and I'm told that he really let them have it. He challenged them uh, in very strong language and with a lot of emotion, and he challenged his staff. 
he apparently shook some things up as far as the roles and his own role and impact on the team. We've now seen uh, these quarterbacks running an offense that's different than what we saw when they opened up against Utah and uh, something different that they ran last year. It's more aggressive. The play calling's changed and the numbers are changed and they're 2-0. and old. What things have you observed about what Kalani may have tugged on after that South Florida loss? I think you could sum it up with the word aggressive. Kalani is a very easygoing man, but he's got kind of an aggressive personality, a loving, reaching out there, not afraid to take risk. And I think he translated that over, especially to the offense. Uh, Against Utah State, they literally ran gadget plays back to back. I mean, not only did they just one run, they run a gadget play, and you think, oh, wow, they just got in their gadget play. They run another one. Who no. does that? No, he's never done that. And that was, and, and they both worked. And yeah, that was a symbol of, of uh, this new aggressiveness, I think, that he's instilled into the offense. Jay, it's not only been the aggressive and your aggressive nature, and you're right, but the execution level from catching, from throwing, to being in the right spot, to making the right cuts, to running and blocking better, the execution level, it would appear, has kind of elevated itself about three or four notches. Am I wrong? No, I totally agree. I think there's some accountability. I think, especially offensively, receivers, running backs, uh, if you make a mistake, you're going to have to go to the bench for a while. Emmanuel Supa, a good player, had the unfortunate fumble, and I didn't see him on the field for a couple quarters, I think. I might have been wrong. He might have been moved in, but that's just an example of he had to sit the bench. They went with Finau and, and Lapini Katoa, and they delivered. So this, yeah, I'm, I totally agree. Accountability is now uh, a real thing. Jay, we saw two great quarterback performances in that game, one from Jaron Hall coming back off of a concussion and an injury, and then uh, Beta Romney. He continues to impressed coming in and you didn't lose one step. He throws for two touchdown passes. He looks good in the pocket. He makes reads quickly, moves the team down. They score, what they score? 21 points when he came in. They were 21, I believe, uh, at halftime when, when Jaron Hall went down. But does this mean, number one, maybe Jaron Hall is done for the season if he's had a concussion or is it just precautionary? We'll find out more, I think, today and tomorrow. But his situation is very tenable. And then what about Baylor Romney? Yeah, I think Jaron Hall, uh, concussions are serious. We know that now through medical science and all the research that's been done. I'm no doctor, but it might be wise to shut Jaron down for the rest of the year. Two concussions within a three-week period is, is really dangerous from everything that I've read. We will see. I'm no doctor. As far as Baylor goes, yeah, his pocket presence, his poise, he's got that almost like that aw shucks Ty Detmer demeanor where nothing's going to really rattle him. And uh, and he was impressive. He's, he's, he's not the runner that Jaron Hall was. There was uh, an unfortunate play where Jaron actually got hurt where it looked like Matt Bushman caught a touchdown pass. They brought it back because they said Utah State had called timeout, which was a really bizarre deal. If you, if you watch the replay, the whistle came like three seconds after the play had started. <laughs> But anyway, the real harmful part of that was on the very next play, Jaron Hall ran it in from the 18, took a hit at the goal line, and that's where he suffered the concussion. So, so, so that wouldn't could, have even have happened. Yeah, if the officials hadn't have called a weird timeout. <laughs> right. You know, I didn't think about it, but that's true. That that was a critical, critical call for Jaron Hall because he just threw a touchdown pass, reloads, runs it in, gets hurt. That 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 That's almost tragic. That was a tough sequence right there for the Cougars. And nobody knew he was hurt because he came off the field celebrating and all that. That's literally the last play he made in the game. That's horrible. 
That's sad. Well, Jay, what we've seen is two quarterbacks, uh, Jaron Hall and uh, and Baylor Romney, that have proven that they could move this team. But back in the summer, Zach Wilson, uh, the designated starter, came out and says, we believe we can score on anybody. We believe we can move the ball on anybody. Of course, Utah took that right up and played it in their locker room all summer. But this is the offense that he envisioned that they would be playing. It now seems right now that they are moving the ball, uh, even though uh, Utah State did not have David Woodward. And, and you got to credit them for it was really a, a tough loss for them not having that great linebacker in there. But they, BYU, was moving the ball. They were scoring. They were doing it from a lot of different ways. Their chunk plays had never been better, probably in the last couple of years. I don't remember the last time, probably with Christian Stewart or maybe that New Mexico uh, bowl game with uh, uh, the, the quarterback from down uh, in Dixie, uh, Oh, James Lark. James Lark, when he threw, I mean, 400 yards plus from a receiving, uh, from a quarterback position at BYU. That's, that's, under, but, but what I'm getting to is this. BYU now plays Liberty, Idaho State, UMass, and San Diego State. And I'm thinking that this will probably continue, this kind of offensive production against these teams. Yeah, it really should. The interesting thing will be, uh, coaches told us last week that Zach Wilson has the cast off. He's been throwing again. He's ahead of schedule. Probably all the more reason to shut Jaron Hall down for at least a month and and uh, let him recover. It looks like Zach will be back maybe for the Idaho State game. I wouldn't be surprised. And then you've got some more options, maybe a good problem to have, but there are obviously people going to wonder why not stick with Baylor Romney if uh, he's played so well. Why do you bring back Zach? Uh, maybe even a little bit early. So a good problem for the coaches to have. A million-dollar question, and we'll leave it on this, Jay. Um, uh, they're kind of doing less RPO, which I think got Zach in a little bit of trouble. Um, he made some decisions. Uh, he, he threw some picks early in the year against some very good defenses. But uh, if, if, if this offense, the way it's shaping up now, had Zach there, would you expect him to be as productive as these other two have been the last two games? Yeah, I think so. I think there's they identified him as quarterback one uh, way back you know, when he replaced Tanner Mangum midseason last year. I think he's the most talented, skilled, studied up quarterback still. Yeah, they invested the most time in, into him, and yeah, I believe he would have would have uh, ran the offense this well, and they'd still be where they're at right now. We want to thank our listeners for uh, tuning into this podcast. You can download it wherever you get podcasts, uh, Cougar Insiders. We want to thank our sponsor. A great thanks to Mr. Mack. We appreciate his sponsorship of this program. We appreciate uh, the time that you spend to cover BYU Sports, Jay Drew, and also a shout-out to Jeff Call and Brandon Gurney. They do a great job, and we missed you today. And that's a wrap.